If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Welcome to the Texas Conflict Coach radio program. If you have ever experienced or engaged in destructive or unresolved conflict, then you know it leads to broken relationships, distrust, and damaging results. Our program will help you manage and resolve conflict effectively with strategies, valuable resources, and support. I am your host, Patty Porter. My guest hosts, Dina Zametta and Stephen Kotev, along with our guest experts, We'll share our experiences, raise your awareness, and give you food for thought. We will share with you problem-solving strategies, no matter what your situation is. At work, with neighbors or friends, family, and as partners, tune in or join in the conversation every Tuesday evening. Well, as we continue our workplace conflict series, we are joined by Catherine Crowley and Kathy Elster to talk about conflict management tools at work. Whether it's a difficult coworker, demanding boss, or an angry client, you can learn to handle conflict at work effectively by managing your internal reactions first. Now, Kathy and Catherine, also known on Twitter as AskK2 or K squared, will show us how to cool down, unhook, and then find the words to move a potentially hazardous work situation forward in a constructive manner. So let's talk about our guest. Catherine Crowley is Harvard-trained psychotherapist, and Kathy Elster is a management consultant and executive coach. They are the co-authors of a number of wonderful books. First one, Mean Girls at Work, How to Stay Professional When Things Get Personal. Working with you is killing me, and working for you isn't working for me. Their firm, K-Squared Enterprises, is dedicated to helping clients manage interpersonal relationships in the workplace. Now, we hope you join us in in a lively discussion. We try to have very organic conversations here, and we do have um, various ways in which you can do that. Now, Kathy and Catherine are going to be talking about how to apply proven techniques for successfully navigating your most challenging workplace relationships. Now, how do you engage with us? First way, you can call in, 347-324-3591. So if you're on the computer listening, you can call that number and engage with us. Simply press pound number one to let us know that you want to talk to Kathy or Catherine. You can also join us live in the chat room and post your comments and questions there. I'll certainly bring them into our conversation. Simply go to www blogtalkradio.com forward slash Texas dash conflict dash coach or maybe you're listening on the computer get onto your Twitter feed and type in hashtag TCC radio and join us in a Twitter chat conversation there Kathy and Catherine welcome to the show oh thank you Patty thank you we're so happy to be here 
Well, you have a lot to share with us with all the wonderful books that you have out, your most recent one, Mean Girls at Work. I'm so excited that you're here as part of our Workplace Conflict series. Y'all have a lot of chemistry together. I've seen that uh, on your video blogs. I've heard them in your audio cast. Uh, you know, it's, it, you could see it in the popularity of your books and certainly in your engagement in social media. So what in the world brought you together and tell us a little bit about that synergy and your work together. You know, this is Kathy. I think um, what makes the chemistry so popular is that Catherine is the psychotherapist and I am the executive coach. And together we really are one person. <laughs> you know, like we're, we're half of a person on our own. Um, but together the combination of the business tools and the internal understanding, the psychology piece that Catherine brings, we really show the full picture. You know, we understand what's really going on with a person. So it's not, you know, a, a therapist knows what ha is going on internally and a, and a coach knows what's going on in the business world. But to have the two together, I think it's it just really works. Well, what a fabulous chemistry and a fabulous way to create this whole, right, something bigger than yourself when you partner with that natural person with you. And that really comes out loud and clear, uh, and even just in some of the conversations we've had. Mm -hmm. So I know that you've been together for a while, and you've also co-authored a number of national best-selling books, including Working With You is Killing Me, and the most recent, uh, which is what caught my eye initially, is Mean Girls at Work. What's mm -hmm. motivating you to write these books together? Catherine, well, you want I'll to jump it? in for a moment. Uh, I'll just say that writing the first book, Working With You Is Killing Me, really came to us, Patty, because we're one of the things that Kathy and I share is that we're both very dedicated to helping individuals take responsibility for their experience at work, but also to have really fulfilling and less stressful relationships at work. And so working with you is killing me was really our attempt. We wanted to reach a broader audience. We'd been working with uh, businesses, business owners, managers, departments of corporations in New York City. But we really wanted to reach a broader audience and be able to present to them with this combination of psychological strategies and business tactics to solve their workplace problems. And Kathy, were you going to add something to that as well? Well, I think, I mean, that's really why we ended up writing the book is we really wanted to, um, we wanted to get to more people, you know, <laughs> and we just really wanted a bigger platform because we knew that it was highly effective and that, you know, what was happening in the workplace because of the dynamics in the workplace right now, you know, whether it's the multicultural piece, more women than men, I mean, there's such a, a, a field for um, problems for people's right. problems, especially the multicultural piece. I just think there's so many different types of people that have to work together that um, have to figure out a way to get along. So we knew our work would really, um, it, it would just be interesting to people all over, and it has been. I mean, our clients are all over the world now. Oh, you know, that's wonderful. You know, when you have the passion that you do and the passion that we do in helping people who are suffering, who are in pain, who are anxious, especially in the workplace, and you always see books for leaders and business owners, and right. a lot of big books seem to be geared to them, but, you know, what about the everyday person, you know? Exactly. And, and so, exactly. 
I'm so glad that you said that you were trying to reach the the broader audience, and certainly people can really relate to the talk topics, you know, or the titles. You know, working with you is killing me. It sure right. is, you know. Right. And what do you do about that? Because people are like, well, why don't you just quit and go get another job? But the thing right. about it is, is that people make choices and. People choose to continue to stay there because they love what they're doing a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And so giving them these strategies and tools about how do I how do I do this so it's not continuing to kill me. Now, I know that you're hitting a nerve, I imagine, mm-hmm. with these books. What kind of feedback are you getting from folks about these books? Well, I, you know, people say, well, what are you following me? Like they feel, <laughs> you know, we, We've been in their workplace with them. Um, and that, and that's because, you know, what you're going through, uh, whether it's a power struggle or just somebody abu- being abusive to you, it happens everywhere. So right. um, it's just that we've been uh, we've had the privy of seeing it in so many places. And the thing about going and getting another job, it's not necessarily better at the next job mm-hmm. unless you understand how to really break your own cycle of taking other people so personally. You know, it's important for everybody to understand their own rhythm and how to not get so uh, caught up in power struggles because they're going to happen. The other thing I'd like to add, Patty, is that we the this most recent book, Mean Girls at Work, uh, we that topic and actually most of our topics came to us from our audience. Mm-hmm. So, for example, Mean Girls, we were asked by a science and technology women's association for conference to come up with a workshop about what they called women haters, which we had Mm. never heard of before. Mm. And it turned out that they were finding within the scientific and technology community that women were fiercely competitive with each other. And this term woman hater actually applied to other women who were combative with their younger or, you know, lower-positioned employees. So, you know, I'm curious, you know, with the mean girls at work, and we'll get into some strategies and things of that nature, but in in this these books, these series of books, especially the mean girls at work, I mean, is it going to a place where no one else is going and talking about, especially with these abrasive, you know, women or women, these women haters, as you were hearing. Yeah, it's a tough, it's a tough area, Patty, to go into because, you know, um, women don't really want to address it. You know, we were a little afraid. We're definitely talking about the dark side. You know, because when women work well together, they can change the world. I mean, mm-hmm. women can really accomplish a lot. This is when they can't. <laughs> you know, this is the dark side. <laughs> So hopefully there's more of the good happening. But the truth is I think women are hitting a lot of obstacles in moving up the ladder, and this is a piece of it. This is a piece that it's not necessarily men holding you back. We're making the statement it's other women. And it's not completely unexplored territory. Right. There have been those who've discussed the mean girl. Not I think there's a book about queen bees. Right. And, you know, there's a few of these books, but what we really wanted to touch on is the fact that because we've now hit 50% or more than 50% women in the workforce, the likelihood that you're going to report to a woman or work beside a woman or manage other women is huge. 
And so the challenge for women, because we are designed differently from men and we relate to each other differently from men, is to learn how to work in a competitive environment and take the high road. And to your point, to um, stay out of conflict, stay out of power struggles, but still find a way to compete with each other in a fair manner. Mm, it's like we, we're on this, uh, you know, this pendulum. We either yeah. conflict avoid or we become these abrasive. Well, we have words for those, don't we? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, women in general. I mean, we like we like to work together. We like to be friends. You know, but we don't really like hierarchy. We, I mean, we do best when we're all at the same level. Uh, and that's just sort of an internal wiring. So what either has to happen is the corporate structure has to change where the hierarchy, which exists now, doesn't exist anymore, um, or women have to figure out how to fall in line the way men do. You know, men, men you know, this is your boss. Okay, I will work for my boss. They're not, they're not competitive. Well, they're very competitive, but they accept uh, the hierarchy. So we either have to unlearn some things that actually are very natural to us uh, or do it differently. I mean, but this has to be talked about because I think many women don't want to admit it. They don't, you know, they don't think they do these things to one another, like roll their eyes or gossip um, or accidentally forget to tell somebody some information so that they screw up. You know, there's lots of little things, subtle things we do. And the truth is, as we were writing the book, I felt very guilty of a lot of it, mm. and I didn't even realize it. Mm. So as, as you're I. describing these be dark side behaviors, mm-hmm. you are recognizing some of those in yourself. Absolutely. Now, we often say that we're better people while we write our books, Patty. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully you release some of the guilt, but you know, the thing is, is that, you know, when we start, it's interesting that you said that as you were writing the book, that you were recognizing some of the yeah. things that, you know, you did yourself. And yeah. and uh, so in your Mean Girls at Work book, you uh, talked about some key principles. Uh, are you ready to share that now with a with Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're, we're ready to share Mean Girls at, in our sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Okay, so here's one of the first keys. Don't counter-attack if you feel you're being attacked by another woman. So we feel we're being attacked because maybe she looked at us the wrong way or she said something that was suspicious, and then we'll counter-attack. So maybe we'll give her a dirty look or we'll go tell our friends we don't like her. Or, you know, it's that counter-attack. The first rule is do not counter-attack because you're the one that's going to look foolish. Just do nothing. That's the okay. first rule. Don't that's counter the that. What you're going to want to do. Okay, that's sorry, right. We tend to want to do that exactly. When we perceive we've been attacked, we want to counterattack. The second is that we really encourage women, if they feel attacked, to find ways, by another woman, to find ways to immediately process what happened. Women are processors. We have communication centers in the left and right lobes of our brains. We need to flush out experiences with others. So whether you need to release your negative feelings through exercise or talk about if there was a mean girl to a trusted friend or a mentor or an advisor, we encourage everyone to find ways to process what happens to them before taking any action 
so that you can have another objective view and so that you can flush the incident out of your system. So let's just clarify, we're talking about talking about it as an example. We're not talking about gossiping about it because that Correct. would be a counterattack. That's a really so, good point, Patty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And the women out there, we're not talking about gossip now. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Which is, okay, can so. be tempting. And actually what, one of the things we suggest in the book is if you do confide in someone, which we encourage you to do, it's best to speak to someone outside of the workplace if you can find that person because the tendency, to your point, with speaking to someone at work is that it can become a gossip fest rather than a processing. Mm -hmm. Now, when you say processing, not everyone might really understand, you know, so say a little bit more about processing. Is it just about talking it through? What is it they're trying to process? Well, we have women have feeling thought because we have 40% more connective tissue between the left and right lobes of our brains. So let's just say that someone, let's say a female colleague, bosses me around and she just boss, she just told me to go get her something without asking in a nice way. I'm going to have a reaction. I'll have a, a, a mental reaction, but I also have an emotional reaction. So to process, I may well need to call my mentor and say, I just need to run something through you, the bayou that just happened. Describe the incident. You can describe it. She did this. I said that. It really burns me up. Why would she do that to me? You know, we can talk about the details of what happened, but as we do that, it literally starts to move through our system. And it gets us to a different place. And certainly if we're heard, women also need to be heard. If we're heard by an objective and compassionate voice or listener, then we can start to see the incident from a different perspective. Okay. I'm so glad that you talked about it that way and also in a way that is compassionate and empathetic, as you said, because sometimes we confide in someone and they're like, yeah, she's a, you know, and then they just reinforce that versus helping them to step outside of that. Correct. Um, I appreciate you saying that. Uh, so I just want to let listeners know who are just tuning in that we you are listening to the Texas Conflict Coach Blog Talk Radio program, and I'm speaking with best-selling authors Catherine Crowley and Kathy Elster of Mean Girls at Work and a number of other national best-selling books, and we're talking about the first two principles of their book, which is don't counterattack. Okay, when you feel attacked, don't counterattack. And the second that they just spoke about is finding ways to process what happened to you in that situation by confiding in someone outside of work so that you can be heard and understood. So what's the third one? Well, it's look for ways to solve the problem professionally without getting into a personal battle. So let's say you you find out that you were just cut out of uh, uh, an invitation to a meeting that uh, you should have been invited to. Um, you can go to, you can process it, and then go to the woman and say, "You may have accidentally left me off, so please next time make sure that you you put me on that email chain. I should be invited to that meeting." So in other words, you don't go to her upset, you don't counterattack. You've processed it, but now you just professionally communicate. Number one, she's been caught without you accusing her. And she knows that you now know, and she's more likely to invite you the next time. But behind the scenes, you might want to ask another friend to be sure that you're invited. Mm -hmm. But 
you know, we typically don't handle it that way. We typically will be hurt and maybe approach that woman in an accusatory manner, and we're suggesting you don't. Okay. Or we don't do anything at all. Well, I th- I mean, I use that example because I think it's a time when you should actually um, mm-hmm. approach the woman and just say, look, you and, but, again, not accusatory. You're saying you may have accidentally left me off. So you're not even really looking for a response or an answer or an excuse, nothing. You're just saying, look, I'm assuming it's a mistake, so let's make sure it doesn't happen again. That's it. It's professional. Right, but the the idea is that I'm hearing is we need to communicate in a constructive manner, and right. typically you're saying mean girls are going to do some type of a counterattack, uh, and and then kind of referencing back to that pendulum, or they do nothing at all, and so you're saying you can't just do nothing; you need to communicate in a constructive way, in a professional way. Exactly. Okay. Now, excellent. Yeah, and you know. The the term mean girl, I think, turns off a lot of people, and a lot of women may be saying, I'm not a mean girl. But just everyone, just any woman, if she's cut out of a meeting, is going to want to do something about it. I mean, that's, that's a normal reaction. Right. So, but it, unfortunately, it brings out behavior that is interpreted as mean. So, you know, you bring up a good point about the title, Mean Girls at Work, because even when I read the title, Mean Girls, it gives you, I mean, it's really enticing because it's just like, yeah, I've known, I've known some mean women, you know, uh, and, and, and sometimes not in so much of a direct way, in a very indirect or passive-aggressive way, I guess. Um, but that's a really powerful title to come up with, you know, because you're taking some risks there. So what yep. had you just kind of hit the punch with that? Uh, <laughs> well, that wasn't the original title. <laughs> right. Our publishers, actually, who, uh, and actually this is good, we learned from them, our editor and the staff who helped us launch this book, they really wanted that title, Patty, because they said, and they were in their 20s and 30s, they identified with that figure in a visceral way. And mm. uh, the title we had, which was Who Does She Think She Is, was not did not say it uh, blatantly enough. <laughs> nope. Did not name the problem as they understood it. As they understood it. And yet, isn't that interesting? Because I bet you a lot of women, or even men listening to this program tonight, would uh, especially someone who might be perceived as mean or uh, counterattacking or disruptive or whatever words they might come up with this person, this woman, I bet you that same woman would never describe herself in that way. Right. And right. Uh, and yet I, I imagine that, you know, if they were processing and realized they were utilizing behaviors or demonstrating behaviors that really were being perceived as mean, that that would really hit them in the gut as well. And that sometimes we don't stop long enough to think about what it is we're doing and why it is that we're doing it. So I'm glad that you brought up these three principles uh, of not counterattacking, finding ways to process, and looking for ways to solve the problems in a professional manner. Now, I want to um, make a connection here for the listening audience because you've written a number of books, and in an earlier book, you talked about unhooking. Can you say more about what is unhooking and how does this apply to conflict? 
Well, unhooking is a four-step process that we wrote in Working With You is Killing Me, and it's sort of the basis of all of our work. Mm-hmm. And it's that we get hooked all day long by somebody. It could be a person who just sneezes all day long and gets on our nerves or, you know, somebody um, who actually does do uh, bullying things to us. So it can be minor and it could be very big. Um, So we get hooked all day long. That's how we came up with the process. Right. Unhooking is a way of... I I was going to let Catherine take it up from here. Oh, I'm so sorry. No problem. I was just going to jump in and say that the unhooking as a general term is about taking uh, control of your reaction, Patty, in any situation. So we that four-step process is all about not being activated emotionally by someone else's behavior and finding a way to find real alternatives to responding to that person in a way that cools you down and allows you to remain professional. Mm-hmm. Okay, very good. So really, so that's good that to know that that's the foundation of many of not your not only your books but the work that you do. So, what are some whether it's the four step process or strategies for really cooling down, managing these internal reactions? What are some strategies that you'd like to share? Well, actually, I, I would love to go through just quickly the process. Yeah, let's okay. do. Because I, oh, I, I mean. We use it on a daily basis. So I'll just say them quickly. There are four. One is unhooking physically. Unhooking then two is unhooking mentally. So it's your physical body, your your head, the chatter in your head. And the third is verbally, what you should say. And the fourth is unhooking with business tools. So I'll just talk about the physical because it's one of my favorite. Um, (laughs) As soon as you realize you're hooked by somebody, you've got to get up. And, and either move around, go to the bathroom, blow, you know, put some cold water on your face, just go for a quick walk, even if it's around the building. Because once it's in your body, you know that when you go and exercise, whatever you were thinking prior, when you come out of the gym, you're thinking better. Mm-hmm. And that's really the concept, is that once it's in your body, your brain starts, you, you're on, you're just going, and you're upset. So unhooking physically, getting some... Just taking yourself to get another perspective is the first thing you want to do. And then I'll describe unhooking mentally, which is once you've calmed your body down, cooled your body down a bit, Patty, the next thing we ask you to do is to take a mental inventory of the situation. And so you ask yourself five questions. And I'll give an example. Let's say someone comes towards you at work and it's the it's the office it's the chatty person in the office who just talks and talks and talks and talks and drains your energy. And these are innocent beings, but they can ruin your day. So here this person comes to me, and I you know, run out in the other direction, and I unhook physically to calm myself down. The inventory would be what's happening here. What are the facts of the situation? What's her or his part? What's my part? And what are my options? So with the chatty person, I could say, okay, the fact is here comes chatty Kathy, and I can't stand dealing with her one more time. She always zaps my energy and chews my ears off. The facts. Here comes one of the most talkative people in our company, and I'm not sure what to do. What's her part? She can't help herself. She seems to be a compulsive talker. What's my part? I have a hard time cutting those conversations short. 
Mm. So then what are my options? Well, I can run in the other direction, as I often do, or I can listen to her and do a laundry list in my mind, resenting her all the time, or... I can, as soon as she starts talking, I can say, you know, I'd love to talk, but I have to get to work. Let's chat later. That's excellent. I love the I love the rundown of the (laughs) those questions and stuff. Okay, so that's the mental, and then we go into verbally unhooking, which is you've got to physically unhook and mentally unhook before you can even decide what you're going to say. And usually the verbal, what you're going to say, comes out of what are my options, you know, what you've thought through in your mental unhooking. So even with this chatty person, um, once you're cooled down, you're able to say, you know, I'd really love to catch up with you. Maybe we can do it tomorrow afternoon. You, You can do it in a professional way without getting angry, snapping, or just being really annoyed. So we like to, we call it high road communication because many times at work we snap. We just say, not now, or, you know, why have you done that? You always do this. And we even do it at home. And this kind of process helps you to get to a different place where you're able to communicate a healthy boundary, you know, what it is you really need to say but in a um, calm way. Okay. And then the fourth okay. and final is unhooking with the business tool. And in this case, the business tool could be as simple as an email. It may be a document. It could be a timesheet. It could be policies and procedures, depending on what the situation is you're dealing with. But let's say with your chatty coworker, you've unhooked verbally. You've said what you had to say. You could follow it up just shooting him or her an email saying, thanks so much, great to see you, talk to you later. But you've sort of sealed the deal by using a business tool that clarifies where the two of you stand. I love the broad application of this four-step process to anybody. Uh, and so <laughs> this four-step process is written in detail in the – which book is it? Working Working With You Is Killing Me. Okay, so that is the book, uh, listeners, that um, outlines the four-step process, but it sounds like you also mention or talk about it in the other books as well. We don't um, go into as much detail. Uh, we have a more sophisticated, longer process in our uh, working for you isn't working for me, and Mean Girls is a little different. But, it, yes, it's at the core. If you are somebody who loves our books, it's the core. It's the basis, the basic book that okay. teaches you a lot. Yeah. Okay, excellent. Yeah. Well, I, I love your, your your philosophy of taking the high road uh, of communication. And, again, it sounds like in, in this unhooking process, you almost kind of got to do it in order when people are really upset, and, and yes. physically, mentally, verbally, and then what are those business tools because they kind of chronologically or work together uh, in that order, uh, and that, that makes sense. Right. Very practical. <laughs> That's, yes. Yes, excellent. very doable. Okay. Very doable, very practical, very doable for anybody uh, at any level uh, of understanding around conflict or just dealing with behaviors. Um, So you, uh, as we begin to start to close our conversation, one of the things we usually do uh, is give an assignment for a week. But before we do that, is there anything that I haven't asked you that you wished I would have asked you today? Oh, there's so many. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Where do we even start? But is there anything that's burning for you? I'd like to I'd like to um just 
throw one thing in there, which is that one point I would like to make about Mean Girls at Work is that we actually, that whole notion of the high road is the theme of every response that we have to each of the situations that we describe, Patty. And the other piece is that we, the mean girls that we describe are everything from, you know, very mean, standard, nasty, tough, mean girl to doesn't, know she's mean and doesn't mean to be mean and certain people who will bring out your mean because they're nice but they're terribly needy so we're really trying to help women with that particular book look at themselves in a more playful way and find positive high road uh, ways of managing conflict and power struggles that they may not think of on their own and that if they use our process, they can resolve conflicts without getting into deep yogurt. <laughs> you know, also clarify in the books, especially the mean girls at work, is it focused, because you said something earlier um, that made me uh, question this, is it girls with girls or is it mean girls in any situation with any gender? It's Well, the book is written as if it's woman to woman, but it really can be anyone. It, you can be mean to your children. Um, you can be mean to a to a boss. And actually, mean girl behavior, men uh, use it also. So it's not always even gender specific. Um, but okay. the book is written as if it's woman to woman. Okay. okay. But it does Very apply good. to everything. Okay. And, Kathy, was there something that uh, I didn't ask you that you wanted to? No, you know, it's not, no. we touched on a lot. Um, we didn't touch on bad bosses. Um, and, you know, that's a very, very tough area for people where they feel um, at a loss. You know, they feel as if their boss is controlling them and they have no power. And uh, we do talk about managing up and working with you is killing me. And working for you isn't working for me is all about your relationship to authority, your relationship to your boss. Mm-hmm. And there's just it's just chock full of information in there. Well, I'm glad that you clarified that, and, and we'll just have to have you back on another show just on that That's category right. by itself. Because <laughs> <laughs> that is a really... You know, a huge issue. And the thing about it is, is that you write these books from a great deal of experience and depth, and depth of expertise in your own uh, coaching. Uh, I assume coaching practice and training practice. Is that right? Yes. You work together yes. on providing those services, right? Yes. Okay, excellent. All right, so what is the, uh, and our listeners who listen to us regularly know that we have an assignment for the week or a call to action. We encourage them to take the next step other than just listening. So what is your assignment for our listeners this week? Well, we would like whoever is game to um, implement step uh, the first two steps of unhooking. Anytime mm-hmm. somebody gets on their nerves in the next week, and it even could be at home, the physically unhooking and the mentally unhooking where you take that inventory that Catherine went through. And I can and say it one they more time if you like. Yeah, if they want to be reminded of those questions, would they be able to get the questions easily on your website for the mental inventory? We don't have it on the website. That's a good point. Um, but Catherine can say them right now. As I say, okay. one more, it's just so the first is what's happening here, which is your description of what's going on. The second is what are the facts of the situation. The third is 
what is their part, the offending party's part. Fourth is, what is my part? And the fifth question is, what are my options? Okay, excellent. Thank you for summarizing that back up, Catherine. All righty. So there are a number of ways that people can find you. So what would you like to share with folks about how they can uh, best find you? I think our website is the best way, K squared, the letter K squared enterprises.com. And they can download a free chapter of each book. And, the, and from there, they can see everything, our videos, our podcasts, a lot of free stuff on our website. Oh, you do. You have an amazing resource library, uh, you know, my crazy office on iTunes yeah. and uh, the podcast, your mailing list, um, even uh, you have Mean Girls at Work, I think, uh Facebook page, is that right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, excellent. So you got to go like their Facebook page, which I've already done and I've already subscribed. <laughs> and you also have an upcoming teleconference, right. do you not? We what do. We that? have free t- free teleconferences every month, um, and this one is on the 17th of October, Why Some People Can't Admit to Their Bad Behavior. And they're only 40 minutes. They're during the day, um, and you can sign up for that. They're free also. Now, if people sign up on the mailing list, is that how they get notified? Well, they can, or it's also on the website. You can sign up from our website. Sign up from the website. the teleconference. Yeah, some people don't like to go on mailing lists, so the teleconference is also posted on our website. Okay, okay, great. Okay, so a number of ways uh, not only to find them, connect with uh, Kathy and Catherine, but also wonderful, wonderful resources. You'll you'll see and hear more of that energy and synergy I was talking about earlier. Um, Kathy and Catherine, what final message do you want to leave with listeners? Well, I'll start and just say that... Uh, we really are committed to having you listeners have a better experience at work. And if you are in a tough situation or if you're feeling bullied or if you're caught in a conflict, we feel your pain. And I would really encourage you to definitely draw on our resources, but also try this assignment of the physical and the mental unhooking and trust that you're not crazy. You may be in crazy. But if you take care of yourself properly, then a positive outcome can be found. And I would just like to say don't take so much personally. Um, Other people's behavior is more about them than it is about you. So detach from other people's behavior. It's not personal. Excellent. Kathy and Catherine, thank you so much for the little time that we could have to share your years of wisdom and experience and expertise uh, tonight. Thank you so much for being thank with you, us. Thank you, Patty. Thank you, Patty. Thank you for listening to the Texas Conflict Coach. We hope you enjoyed the program. You can find all of our podcasts archived to listen at your convenience at Texas conflictcoach.com or download the podcast at iTunes or Stitcher Radio. You can also become a Facebook fan of Conflict Connection or Twitter me at TX Conflict Coach.
if you own a small business, it's not a question of if some hacker is going to attempt to attack your company. It's a question of when. Let CyberPolicy.com keep you safe. CyberPolicy is the first end-to-end -end solution that combines cyber planning, security, and insurance. With CyberPolicy, your business will be protected against cyber attacks for as little as 40 cents a day. Visit CyberPolicy.com today and get a quote in just four minutes. CyberPolicy.com.